Julio, have the guts to pick up the phone. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. All right. Julio. Hold on, hold on. Put you on. Can you hear me? I got you. This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. Try to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look, you want to go to the Cowboys, Julio, or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh man, nah, I'm out of there, man. You out, out of there? He's out. He's out of there. Hey, hey, hey. Scudder, my brother, what's happening? Hey, fantasy, session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kicker. We need that correction. Talk mouth. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? What it is, hope it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy Session the Podcast. Today is June the 4th, and the boys are bike. Um, as always, tell a friend to tell a friend, leave a comment. Um, even if you're in Hawaii, leave a comment so the person in Alaska can know where you heard the best fantasy podcast out. Uh, my boys, my brothers, how y'all living? How y'all, how y'all, how y'all chilling? The summer feeling has good, officially, the great, summer man. Is officially upon us. We are huh, in bro. double That's digit nuts. numbers. Oh, you're talking about for in terms of when the football season starts? Yes, we are in double digit gotcha, numbers. Gotcha. Football when you say starts. summer, bro, I live in Georgia, bro, so it's like, um, like I'm thinking hum- humidity and sweating, like standing stills. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of football, like let's go. I really what? Be hot. I really no, be I hate fucking hot, hot, bro. No. I hate I get hot very fucking easily, bro. And no, <laughs> you, heard me you, can't, you can't take clothes uh, off in public. You can put more clothes on when you're cold, though. I was uh, trying to tweet it. I don't, I don't know if it posted Twitter. Is it not recording? What? No, but keep going. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's just. Oh, why is it just recording? Record only. Well, it's, we we here now. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I guess we ain't going live. Um, well, let's start it over then. Nah, what do you mean? Just go. <laughs> right. Well, somebody got to edit it. Oh, oh, I guess we're here now. Fuck it. Um, anyway, man. Uh, sh- <laughs> 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 right, we're, here, we're here now. We're just going to go. We're like, all right, cool. But let's start it over, though. Like, <laughs> no, I just said we're here now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, what, what was I at in my monologue? Uh, oh, just yeah, 90, 90, 90 something days, et cetera, et cetera, to the show start. Um, to the to the to the NFL season. getting closer. Where we have yeah, some OTAs, we're starting to get hear that coach speak. You know, when you start hearing coach speak and people start making tweets based on that, bro, then we're real. It's getting it's time, you know. What I mean, it's time, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's yeah, I'm, I'm excited, bro. I'm definitely excited. Uh, I, I. I don't like this part of the season because this is when people just start making like random ass takes that they think is gonna be like just just to say random stuff, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, you gotta shoot the shot though. You gotta shoot your shot, man. Yeah, I put yeah, it you know, you know, I do I and I see what you're saying too, bro, because like there. I we was on the show a couple weeks ago and somebody was saying that they you know think this incoming rookie is gonna get 90 targets or some shit. And you know, it's like I understood what it is, but it is though, you know, you gotta just gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> hey, so, so Who was that you, again? Have, have you projected Najee? What do you think Najee? Yes, I think I have him around. I think I got him like 70, 60 some, plus 70 maybe. I gotta take him down because he's clear, he's currently my running back, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, oh my god, I have him down for 68 targets. Uh, I fixed the live, I fixed the live. Shit. Look at that. Yeah, so anyway, we back. 
Um, what I was about to say, bro. So let me give a moment of silence to um, all the all the um, black kings and queens out there that's lost their lives uh, for senseless stuff. So um, just just give a shout out to them and their families. And we that, and we that. Hey man, be on the lookout, man. We about to. Uh, I was just talking to Carlos about, you know, what I'm saying, setting up this year's uh, Black Lives Matter fantasy takeover. What do we call it? Fantasy takeover. Session yeah. takeover. Session takeover. The session takeover tournament. You know what I'm saying? Year number two. Hey, year number three. I'm gonna have the name down too. So man, be on the lookout for that. We're trying to get the rules together. You know, appreciate everybody that came out last time. We're gonna make sure we have a bigger splash this time. You know what I'm saying? Bigger. More people, bigger contributions. Yeah, to it was great to, last. To it was great culture. last year for an, for an inaugural multi league, you know, multi league um, tournament like that. Man, it was it was definitely a great experience, and I'm I'm ready for year two, bro. Yeah, it was it was fun. A lot of people network. That was uh, one of the important parts too. That a lot of people network and work with each other. So um, that was another part that I liked about it. Uh, um, I want to shout out to Tonyo too for winning it all, man. He he really had got really lucky last year. He won. Hey, Gabe, Gabe, wait a second, bro. You shouted him out and then say he got really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something yeah, in your head, bro. I was like, wait, wait a second. Whoa, wait. <laughs> hey, what a way he to play. Tonyo, he got super lucky. Listen to the best podcast in it. He just sat backstage to the best podcast in the game and won all his championships. It took all the knowledge he just won. Front row seats, man. What'd you say, Javon? Lonzy Lonzy played us paid that subscription fee. Then we (laughs) came up with uh, the stats, whatever. Where did you place? Place what? He he taking shots. He talking about where did you place in the session takeover? Oh, I don't know. I I wasn't light last though, so that's what you were trying to say. I have to go look it up. If you ain't first, you're last anyway. So we all came. That's right. Did you make it to the play? You didn't make it to the playoffs either. Yeah, I just got cut off. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, let's get into some of the news and notes since the last time we potted. was it been a week or two? I, I got sick last week, man. And you had the COVIDs. Nah, man, I thought I did. For real. I thought it was the big one. I don't I know, bro. You might have got a yeah, – I don't know. He's <laughs> 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 bad, bro. <laughs> no, I'm good now. Look, at, look, at, look at me. I'm a real boy. Right. Look, uh, at, my smile. look at my smile. Check me out. Uh, let's get to some of the news and notes, man. Of course, I know everybody wants us to talk about Julio, but I'm not going to talk about him. So, Carlos. Talk about him, bro. Wants to talk about it. I'm not talking about it because it's not real until it's real. He's a Falcon until he's not. And I hate he is a Falcon, so talk about like he's a Falcon. I mean, that, right. that's, that's, that's my take there's on all, it. People, are, people are, aren't really giving the Falcons what they're asking for, really, I think. Um, I guess they're just trying to play the waiting game and see who's going to budge first, but I mean, hopefully the Falcons do the right thing and don't sell him for low because, bro, he's still a superstar when he's on the field. So, it's, it's, it, but it, I mean, it, from what the from the reports, it sounds like it's as good as done. Like he's going to be out of here. You know, you had the whole like, Shannon Sharp. I don't think we talked about the Shannon Sharp. Um, that was bro. funny. Bro. That was funny. It was definitely no. He wasn't. He was. It was definitely stage, bro. Like it's no way, bro. Shannon Sharp would not be on that show right now. Still, if that was not staged, bro, it's no way. That's so illegal. <laughs> mm. Did Kwame Brown say something about Shannon Sharp? Who? Kwame Brown? Uh, I don't think so. 
not that I know of. I kind of fell off like watching. Like it was, it was funny. But I'm not about to just keep <laughs> watching you just take everybody out, bro. <laughs> he's funny. It's uh, yeah. So yeah, of course. Uh, like they said, man, they're looking for a first round pick or something crazy for Julio. I don't see it happening. So Julio is a Falcon. <laughs> um, for Cam Newton. Cam Newton apparently hurt his right hand in OTA practice today. Uh, so all the Mac Jones banter, um, I'm pretty Uh-oh. sure, is chumming up. I got me a couple shares of them. Um, Lucky the ass. Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator came out and said they will be a running back uh, by committee group. So I'm pretty sure we all knew that, though. I, I like Gus Edwards this year. I feel like he's one of the more solid running back, too. Yeah, he's a I'm great gonna, value play. Great, I'm great value. I'm on JK. I'm I'm on JK. I still, you know, oh. I think he's gonna get a good production in in uh, TDs, and that's gonna boost his numbers and put him up there and ride him back once. Yeah. Hey, Ingram is the perfect example of, of that, bro. You, we seen Ingram what he did with a lot of touchdowns, and then next year we seen what Ingram did with not a lot of touchdowns, bro. So exactly, definitely gonna need them touchdowns, bro. And we all know that's the hardest thing to predict. So touchdown, deal we shall see. Not. I definitely have some shares of them. I'm not gonna lie, I have some best ball shares of them. I have um, I have them in a couple of dynasty leagues too. So not often. Try to trade them or what? You're not in that league. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see, page. I know there's a lot of news about Jameson Crowder being traded, but they came out and said that he has a definite role with the Jets. I don't know what that means for Elijah Moore, but that could just be coach talk, too. Definitely coach um, They finally it's came out. It's not definitely coach talk. Let's, let's slow down now. I'm it's so like, saying. Like Jameson yeah. Crowder has not been a dependable piece for the Jets. For I mean, he's cool, but. Jets, he, so you, they, drafted his, they drafted his replacement. He, I mean, he's like he's a Kobe. Been, yeah, but he's still the vet. So, I mean, he, the he's got to get on the field too. first. He's injured, yeah, probably, yeah. but I, that's just coach talking to we come and uh, Elijah out there balling. Elijah come do his thing. He definitely out the way. He 31. Well, I'm talking about for this year. I'm talking about for this year. I mean, like, I feel like for the first four games, it's, it's going to tell it all what they're going to do. So what happens when Crowder stays healthy? And then if he out there doing his, his thing, that's what I said, for the first four games. But if Elijah out there and uh, <laughs> but if Elijah out there, you know, doing doing good and taking some uh, footballs to the house, he only it's only going to be a matter of time for a spot to somebody. Yeah, Honestly, wise, of course. But that, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it ain't no, not right now. Not hitting the Remy right now. What's that? Q? That's good, bro. Superstar Q over here. Superstar Q. That's a new name. Superstar Q. The uh, the Packers offensive coordinator finally said something good about Jordan Love. I don't know if he forgot that he was on the team or what. <laughs> like yeah, that's bro. so crazy, and I'm pretty sure like he had to have force. Everybody's like, bro, we don't, we don't. I don't buy that. <laughs> like, bro, we literally, but y'all have this. Y'all been saying all negative things about. And y'all just gonna throw out this random field cold. I need man. to see. Rodgers might not be coming back, bro. Um, <laughs> hey, Jordan Love doing pretty good out there. He's the only motherfucker out. Uh, Cooper Cup knee is doing pretty That's good. That's my quarterback. Um, but, but I haven't heard anything else. I did hear something. I was listening to a podcast earlier today. I think it was the footballers, and they were saying that um, Antonio Gibson, his foot is not fully healed yet. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard that. that. I got, it I just. 
He did. He did come back from a. I need to see. I need to see more first. Yeah, I need to see more. Like it's. 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 I think it's too early to be like, yo, I'm fading him now. Like I ain't gonna say I'm fading him, but we all, as Falcons fan, we know what that toe can do. And, you know, he's he's the running back, but he can still he can still be able to like, play through it. But it's, it's something to note, like when it comes to the Acres, Cam, Swift, you know, take who to who to grab right now, you know. So it's something to note, like at the time you might take him last just because of the toe new, news. Yeah, like as a tiebreaker. But, like, I, I think we'll have more information by the time draft season comes. If anything, I feel like I will be trying to capitalize if somebody is getting panicked and I will go try to buy Gibson and, you know, lower than what his value should be. Uh, it ain't going to happen. I want to trade, no, trade Nick Chubb for him, you know. But. I know, but I'm just saying Gibson value ain't going to happen. <laughs> oh, Sorry, it's oh, a <laughs> Uh, actually, y'all know y'all got any other news? Oh, they say uh, Michael Carter won't, won't be not. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty. Yeah. I mean, people. Pre- I mean, well, people were pretty much hip to that so far. Once he got drafted to the Jets, I mean, it he had Tevin Coleman. Yeah, like Tevin Coleman's been beat out, like you know, the running back position his whole he life. Bro, so. Tevin Coleman literally <laughs> yeah. went, go, went to yeah. another Cal Shanahan offense to play the Tevin Coleman role. Literally, just been playing a Tevin Coleman role his whole career. That is wild, bro. That's five. Yeah, the, the, Tevin, the Tevin Coleman of Tevin Coleman, though. That's me. Damn. <laughs> uh, I play that role better. <laughs> you. Uh, anybody got anything else? Y'all got anything else? Sound good, sir. Oh, shit. So let's get into why we're here today, man. We're gonna get into our next. Uh, what we call it, installment of the NF of our divisional breakdown, the NFC East. Uh, that's where we at, right? East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw mm-hmm. it up. Y'all remember that baby D uh, West Side, that East Side? Yep. But everybody ain't from Atlanta, so don't lose everybody. What was it? What were we talking about? East Side. Throw it up. Oh yeah. Throw it up. I feel East like if you not, if you wasn't from Atlanta, man, you probably missed a lot of stuff, bro. It sucks to be. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, it really is. Just um, everything except sports, unfortunately. <laughs> Everybody keeps all right, all right, making it bad. Uh, so, yeah, man, we're going to get into the NFC East, get over, um, you know what I'm saying, go over some of the fantasy highlights from the offseason. Um, where y'all want to start? I, I'm going to start with the Cowboys. The, okay. Uh, America's great. Why do, are they called America's team? I mean, through the 90s. Through the 90s. Yeah, right. They came on the scene well, and they stayed on the literally, scene. Three decades ago now. I mean, but still, you know, that was unseen. Javar sound like he wanted to be a cowboy fan. Stop it, five. Never in my life. I, 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 and I and I love Emmitt Smith and uh I love Emmett Smith. So, you know, I just that's why that. and that's exactly why right there, because they had a superstar mm-hmm. team in the nineties to the fact where to the point where people outside of Dallas were fans of the Cowboys, bro. So Hence right. America's team. Miss Smith got that rock. It was just, Boom. it was time to dance, baby. I love it. Uh, yeah, so we're going to start with the Cowboys. And of course, uh, we're going to start with the most important player on the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, man. He's coming back from a gruesome injury. Um, I, he played only five games before I this, this, the gruesome season in the injury, averaging 44.4 attempts a game, 371 yards per game, and had nine touchdowns in only what? Five games? Four, uh, four and a half. Four and a, four and a half. Um, can he come back and be the QB one is the um, 
the question. How do you feel about that? It's not a question. Like you just said, he was averaging around 28 points through that time he was starting, and he was the quarterback one at the time. So just feel confident at buying him at that same level. And when they added C.D. Lamb to the offense, it it was just – you already knew there. And then head coach McCarthy, he has always, I spoke on it before, has always ran an offense where it's been multiple fantasy assets that start every week. If we want to go back to Green Bay where he had Jordy Nelson, um, Donald Driver, Jennings, and I forget the running backs. Or Jennings, Jennings wasn't there again. But he, he definitely had uh, Nelson. And Jordy I, Nelson. Yeah, I and mean, I forget the the running backs, but all he Randall had Cobb. Uh, Randall Cobb in there, so he he had those, and all those was top fantasy assets at the time. So McCarthy know how to run an offense where all his uh, top offensive players would produce. So that's Lamb and um, Lamb Elliott and my boy Amari. So yeah, top three oh, stacked offense. Top three dead out Super stacked offense, bro. Super stacked. That's why a lot of people were excited about Dak last year coming into the year because they already had a stacked offense, and then you add C.D. Lamb to that. Sky was the limit, and he was literally living in the sky when he got hurt, bro. Like, like y'all mentioned his stats, bro, but what's crazy about it, I don't know if y'all did this, but his 16-game pace, did y'all look at that? Mm-mm. Insane, bro. I know, I know it's going to sound crazy, bro, but he was on pace for 804 attempts. Six six thousand seven hundred yards and five hundred and nine total points, bro. That would have been a hundred more points than the second. Well, was the number one quarterback was Josh Allen. He put up like four hundred nine last year. Of course, it's a small sample size, but that just goes to show like what he was doing, bro. And I think a big part of that was because of them not having a great defense. And so I know that they went heavy into defense with um, this um, past draft. But they're incoming rookies, so I don't think they're going to be this dominant defense all of a sudden. So I still have them as one of the most pass-happy teams. I think I have um, them down to their, like, 42 times a game. So that puts him on pace to cross that 5,000-yard mark easily for him. And, and, you know, he was the team, bro. We saw what he what they looked like, you know, when he was on the um, field, and we saw what he looked like when he got hurt, bro. They were a completely different team. Averaging 30, almost 33 points with him and 21 points without him. Literally, he was worth 15 points last year, bro. Mm-hmm. So, as long as he's back healthy, bro, man, the sky's the limit for all these guys. So, uh, what what were you drafting? Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak, or are you going Kyler or Dan Dak? How are you feeling right now? I mean, that's why I say tier-based drafting is the best because – it's you go, you're picking at you're picking at straws. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's it's all t- super oh. duper close. I think the only like guy that doesn't fit that mode that I will have in my top five right now is uh Tom Brady. I think I have him as QB four at the moment. But oh. and I would take all these other guys over him. That's just where my projections are now. That's not my rankings, but that's just where he came oh. out with my projections. Oh, so but Brady. I would still I would take I would take Patrick over him, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Kyler and Dak over QB or Tom Brady, but yeah, they're the same tier to me, bro. Well, it's it's Mahomes and then it's the rest of them, it's the rest of those guys. So and you my, got Mahomes QB one this year? Yes, every year, bro. If he if he if he he touchdowns, fifty touchdowns. So, but hey, guys, you see that passing during the Super Bowl? Yeah, where he was, bro. He was literally about to fall on the ground. He's still doing. 
Look, you the number only one, one forever. Look, <laughs> close. Nobody talk about how close. how Patrick Mahomes got his ass beat in the Super Bowl, like. All because right, he didn't, bro. He got his ass beat, it but it wasn't good. him. Like, you know what I mean? He didn't play like shit. He just... Close, uh, close. But we're not going to talk about it. Bro, he did not get the fuck out of here. You see how much he had to run? He ran like five. Yeah, because like, they was getting like ass beat. Don't listen to the game. Mahomes bro. wasn't though, bro. You can't do shit when the defense is in the your team, face. Bro. Right when you drop it, bro. Okay, you said Mahomes, not the team. They got an O-line this year. But Los... But we're uh, talking about NFTs. Mahomes was the was caught in a, a, the only one caught in the matrix at that moment. He threw that front beat. Right, exactly. Right? Like, what is he doing? Is he? <laughs> Whoa! It was so crazy that the receiver didn't even expect him to get there. Right, and I think it was a tight end who dropped it. it was like, bro, get off the screen. You just wasted a perfect yeah, <laughs> moment. You just wasted a perfect moment. That was supposed all right, to- man. We talk about it. We talk about the NFC. <laughs> oh yeah, damn. My bad. Shout out to All right, man. Ezekiel Elliott, man, 25 years old. For some reason, I thought he was way older than 25. He's coming off one of his worst seasons where he finished as ninth and had PPR points. Like, people talk about Zeke as if he was, like, you know what I'm saying, number, running back number 35, the way they disrespect him, you would think. Um, only twice has he finished below the 300-carry milestone in his career, um, and he was without Dak, you know what I'm saying? Uh, PFF had him graded at a 69, That's tied, and he tied for second most uh fumbles among running backs so that was pretty gross and it was his lowest elusive rating and he was 92nd in, in breakaways percentage among running backs um tony pollard came in with a little flash in the pan everybody was hot on tony pollard um he was 10th in the elusive rating that people thought you know tony pollard is going to take the ezekiel elliott role and i'm not one of those people i still have Zeke as a top five uh running back going forward how do y'all feel about uh ezekiel elliott this year I feel like he could be a good steal. Carlos, what do you think? Uh, definitely. I'm not sure where he's going right now, but I, I mean, I feel the same as Zeke as I did in past years, bro. He's he's not going to be – I don't think he'll have that RB1 ceiling ever, but in terms of him falling off, I don't believe that was the case. I mean, we, we discussed this when we had our little fantasy and session panel uh, mm-hmm. about the aging players and stuff. And, you know, when I, when I, I went into my research with a certain perception, I'm like, yeah, maybe he is watched. But when I, you know, came out of it, like his opportunity was about the same. But the only thing that was different is his opportunity in the inside the five yard line. So in weeks one through four, he saw 12 end zone carries. And the rest of the games, 10 games after that, he only, he saw 12, 12 end zone carries again. So they just weren't on, they weren't in a position for him to succeed like that. So he was still getting good, you know, opportunity you know between the 20s but when they got they didn't get a chance to get to the red zone a lot so again with Dak back man like he's i still love zeke so and you know he's really saw the biggest point differential so he saw 23 ppr points when Dak was in the lineup and then he only saw 11.8 without uh Dak. so it's i mean we were able to stack the box um exactly exactly bro they had they were down to their fourth quarterback last year i was just about to say that Ben DiNucci? You guy's name? Yes, yes. Ben <laughs> you actually changed your started. team name to him, bro. He yes, like I two I points. <laughs> you had no choice but to start him. Yeah, oh, dude. I think you had no choice but to start him. I don't think he got far in that league. But, uh, How that- do you remember his name was Ben DiNucci? Here you go. Look at Javar, bro. Javar <laughs> literally missed the playoffs in every league last year. Now he wins one Super Bowl and he's like, and then how you bounce back? You miss it and then make the league. Well, no, I'm like, yeah, but Follow. this year I bounce back. Hey, hey. hey. I see Javar. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's know what's going on. Let's start. 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 Let's start.
You had your time. You got to do it twice. You got to do it twice so it don't matter. You ain't do it twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I ain't getting like that one quad issue. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Anyway, Amari Cooper, 107 targets, 77 catches, four touchdowns, finished 17th. CeeDee Lamb, 89 targets, 63 catches, five touchdowns, finished 18th. Um, And Michael Gallup has 78 targets with 50 catches, five touchdowns. Also, he finished 31st. Um, going forward, they didn't really do anything to expand the wide receiver course, so this would be the three going forward this year. Also, um, we pretty much know how everybody feels about Amari Cooper. Um, C.D. Lamb, he is the talk of the town. Do y'all feel like C.D. Lamb takes the next step in that, that wide receiver second-year jump? Uh, Lowe's, how do you feel about it? He's definitely going to take a second-year jump. My my biggest dilemma is wondering if he's going to surpass Amari Cooper. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Cooper's like the forgotten man because of CeeDee Lamb. Like, CeeDee Lamb was, you know, the, he was beasting last year. But yeah, yeah, he was a, yeah, the shiny new toy, exactly. But they were about the same um, points per game with Dak and Alano. Cooper was at 17.8. CeeDee was at 17.1. So, at this point, for a redraft, I'm definitely going to go with whoever I can get later when it comes yeah, to Cooper, Amari yeah, Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, bro, because they, they were putting up the same numbers. Yeah, I definitely um... – I just want a piece of this offense. Uh, this might be the first year I get some Zeke shares and redraft because he's going to fall a, a little behind, maybe three, four spots where you can get him at a 112 or something. And, you know, and I'm definitely take Zeke there. And, and as far as with the wide receivers, I'm right there with Los. I'm going to probably have a CD Lamb share over Amari Cooper because I'm going to just wait to get that value. Let me see who's going before. They're probably uh, going because I feel like C. Lamb probably going around. Yeah, he probably going before him. And that's and, and if that's the case, I feel like the the upside for C, or for C. D. is going to be baked into the price because I I would be totally fine with C. D. having that breakout year and being better than Mark Cooper. I still think Mark Cooper is going to be you know great. Like year, like so. a Chris Godwin and Mike Evans here. Mike Evans still went off with Godwin. Exactly. Uh, so we have we have. We have Amari Cooper going at 405 and CD going at 408 at the moment and half people. Well, you can't really, so yeah. <laughs> I guess so, it's CD. Let's go. <laughs> CD last time, baby. Let's get it. What about Michael Gallup? Y'all want any shares of Michael Gallup going forth this year? He's he's attached to, like Javar said, one of the one of the high power offenses. I, I feel um, like he can be inconsistent, more of the, you know, afterthought. He's gonna get some targets just because he's gonna get some one-on-ones, but he's not gonna be totally involved every week. According, especially if they get up a little bit, and they and Zeke is more involved. But uh, Michael Gallup is just a, a late play. You know, maybe I take him over Darius Slayton, something like that. I like Darius Slayton too, actually. But um, I would take him over Darius Slayton easily. Um, he's going around Jamar Chase. Nope. He's going to, to uh about a, almost a whole round behind Jamar Chase. Who would y'all take there? Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Chase in redraft and dynasty. Well, of course, dynasty. Yeah, uh, that's how about Michael Gallup or Devontae Smith? Does I'm, uh, I'm going to Devontae Smith? I'm going to it's probably getting that later on. I'm going with that upside and Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's pretty good value around them. So um, I probably don't have no shares. I just remember last year, every time that you did see Michael Gallup flash, he was like flashing, like you know what I'm saying, like some big. Three. Did he have like a three three touchdown game or something? Yeah, he had like one spike game before mm-hmm. um, Dak went out. 
But it's just it is what it is. He's going to be the third option on that. So he's like might be to say, he's going to be a little inconsistent, but he's going to have a, a pretty good floor and he's going to, you know, that's a good death piece to have on your on your team for bye week fill-ins and um injury replacements and stuff like that because he does have a ceiling. Like he had a spike game, so you're getting to him in the 11th round. At the end of the 11th round at that, like I wouldn't mind him at all. He's just not, you know, going to be as consistent as Cooper and CD. You like any of that Blake Jarwin? I ain't buying, but I, I don't. And why some people will buy, but I'm not really buying it. And I, and I think the biggest reason I'm not buying it is because you know last year a lot of people were expecting the Blake Jarwin um, breakout year, and he was on his way to it. I think he had, a, you know, they were targeting him a lot that first game when he got, you know, before he got injured. But with Dalton Schultz, like he didn't play like a he wasn't a bum last year. He did his job. Ooh. I feel like so. I don't think he's just going to go away. So I just think they're going to cannibalize each other and you still have three legit receivers ahead of them so it's it's there it's it's about volume for for tight ends man and i don't see them getting it and all uh, the tight end landscape is gross like i'm every like when i'm doing my projections i was like man this is gonna be some good tight ends out here but every year they always disappoint you so i'm not i'm even not even getting excited about them no more if i don't get the a top one i might just get one of my last pick <laughs> it's like fuck yeah. it bro <laughs> i might just draft travis kelsey first just how I, never had to I always try to tight end. I always just try to get somebody with a little upside that's possibly gonna have a little upside, be a little red zone target. But Jamar, we tell you it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen. Huh? It's, so, it's so gross once you get past the top like four, bro. But it's I, so it, gross. It, it works, bro. Yeah, hey, if you do it right, if you do it right. Oh, it worked. I, you know, I did it right. Uh, I drafted TJ Hawkinson last year. Remember? Yeah, Dan Waller yeah. the year before. Like he right, was so it works. Like, it it that's is, it. but. Kittle went late. And everybody ain't gonna get that guy though, and everybody. Right. A lot of people have that that strategy. Like, let's wait on. But you know what you need to do to get that guy. Listen to Fantasy and Session the podcast, man. We do the sleeper tight end episode. Thanks, Big shots. I feel like we're pretty good. We should go back. We need to get some hire somebody to go back and like listen to the sleeper <laughs> episode. Hire somebody. Hire somebody. Right now we can just listen. Who's next, bro? Who's next, man? <laughs> All right, man. I'm telling you how to do it. I think that's what the beast is. Looking ass. Yeah. So we did everybody uh, in Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to the New York football giants. Um, the Dan- Mr. Danny Dimes himself finished 24th and half PPR leads last year. 448 attempts, 2,943 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Of course, Saquon only played one game and a half. Uh, the Giants ranked as a 28th in uh, passes over 15 yards, and Jones finished 24th in 20-plus uh, yard passes. The Giants uh, receivers averaged the second fewest after the catch on quick drop-back throws. Also, uh, Jason Garrett called uh, a quick game concept for Jones the third most number of times among NFL quarterbacks. They got um, an explosive new wide receiver in the slot, Kadarius Tony, though, and, of course, Saquon, the god, is coming back. How do y'all feel about Danny Dimes? Leaving somebody out, ain't you? Who that? Kenny G. Did you mention him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They did sign him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy, you know. <laughs> they, did sign him. they did sign Mr. Mr. Kenny G. Himself. Yes, sir. Do you feel yes, like sir. Danny Dimes makes a leap forward? Do you feel like Danny Dimes is a, is a, a, a draftable target? You know how? I think he went undrafted last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. And Superflex? He not is. Superflex. Well, not Superflex, just regular. Like, I'm regular. Daniel Jones is who he is. 
Who is it though? We seen. He who is. is the real Danny Dimes? Who is the real Danny Dimes? I mean, I remember when he bust that eighty yard run. Now people, were, people, I don't know, man. People, were it could have been a twenty yard. It could have been a, a hundred yard run if he ain't <laughs> tripping fall. <laughs> Yo, literally stop. the definition of uh, why people don't have extra ligaments in their knees. All right, so so this is what I this is how I view uh, Danny Dimes. Um, and when I looking at him, super flex. I view him as uh, around that Sam, Sam Darnold. He's in an offense that has lots of weapons around him, so he's going to have some, some opportunity to score some touchdowns. So I feel like he's a, a, a late-round quarterback, too, with some upside opportunity, you know, certain games when the matchup as well and things like that. That is how I view him because he has a whole plethora of, of, of toys to play with, as you mentioned, Kenny G., um, they got the new rookie and Tony Kadarius. I'm pronouncing his name right. And then uh, got Slayton, Shepard, and Shaquan. The guy is back, bro. And he looked he looked like a, 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 a we 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 thought we saw a future in Danny Dimes when Shaquan was back there um, running the rock for him. He looked a little bit better. So with Shaquan back there in the play action should be a little bit better. So there's pops, possibly some upside. But I'm definitely not looking to draft Dave Jones. If I get Dave Jones on my teams, my quarterback three, or some shit went wrong in the draft. You know, I actually been kind of coming coming around on, on on Danny Dimes when I started doing my research and my projections for him. Um, and I think the biggest plus of that is because, like you mentioned, Saquon is back. Um, in the so they've played a total of 27 games together. No, no, no 12 games here. I'm sorry, 12 games. In the 12 games that they have played together, Jones averaged 22 points per game. The 15 games without him, he averaged 15. So it's a, a seven-point difference with Saquon. Okay. And, you know, Saquon is that type of guy where if, if, if stuff breaks down, you can just dump it off to Saquon, and he is liable to break. We all know he's liable to break anything, mm-hmm. any, any, anything to the house. So with that is a, a one plus, and that was without Kenny G, like a true alpha receiver for him. And another thing uh, a lot of people don't talk about is I think Gabe just mentioned it, but he was he was pretty good in throwing deep passes last year. He was the third highest graded quarterback for throws over 20 yards, according to PFF, and also had the sixth highest passer rating for deep passes. So you pair that with Kenny G, who has an average A dot of 15 over the last two years, bro. I think that's like a, that's pretty much a magic made of heavy. He just didn't have nobody to throw it to like that in the years. And past. throw it often too. So the, the stats could yeah. be a little because he didn't throw it often. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. But like I said, he don't he didn't have nobody to throw it to. When he did need to throw it deep, though, he was pretty pretty efficient doing that. So I say all that to say I, I still wouldn't be comfortable as him as my QB one, but I'm more than happy to take him as my QB two. That that allows me to grab out somebody somewhere else, like running back or receiver, and you know, be happy with a guy like Daniel Jones as my QB two. He also, one more thing, he also is gonna give you a um rushing floor. He had the seventh most rush, seventh most rush attempts, and the sixth most yard rush yards among quarterbacks. So, all right, so you know, it's not going to be a lot, but that's 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 a great addition to have to, to your quarterback. You want right, to have at least some rushing. Sam Darnold or Dan Daniel Jones? Uh, Sam Jones. Okay, Jones. okay, okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of mixed there. I'm kind of like you know, man. I ain't seen Sam Darnold do shit yet. True, true. We see that. I, uh, I just mentioned what he did with freaking Saquon. He, 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 he looked good. 
when Barkley played, the first year he played with Barkley, he looked decent. We thought he that had is, a yeah, upside. Yeah, first year, yeah. And then, um, all right, so Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Ooh, over what? Baker? Baker's not going to throw the ball that much, bro. And he doesn't rush at all, bro. I just said you gave it. So how, much, how, much, how, much, how, much, how much is Daniel Jones going to throw the ball if Saquon is that? I have him throwing 549 times. And I have, and that's uh, equates to what? How many times a game? That would equate to 34 times a game. And then I have Baker throwing. Bear with me. Bear with me. 516. I, I got some around there. I got I got Daniel Jones throwing like 35 times a game. Yeah. Like Baker I, and, and Baker's just not gonna rush like that, bro. Like so it's, I don't know. So y'all apparently are more, more high on Daniel Jones than I am, Jake. Nah, bro. you just seen where we got him at. We got him at the back end wide receiver two range, 23, 24, 25, somewhere around there. Nobody that's we just said he is who he is back there in the 20 round, you know, 23rd, 24 quarterback, maybe even 18 oh. if you like him that high. Well, you just took him over Daniel Jones. And in one QB league, he's the third to last QB taken off of the board. And, and you like him better than Sam Donald. Taysom Hill is going before him. That's crazy. Um, but let's it's get fine. on to the next. Uh, Saquon Barkley, already, I think we talked enough about him. Bro, we already know top, top folk. Just <laughs> he back. Hey, man, it's are you drafting? So are you drafting? Where are you drafting him at this year? Where are you uh, at? 108. If if somebody letting him slide out there, 108. Know. 108. <laughs> but I'm just saying, somebody letting him slide. Come on, Saquon. He's not going on goddamn 108, bro. What are you talking about, man? It's, so no, it's no way in hell. <laughs> it's no way in hell. In one QB league, Saquon Barkley is going to 108. No way. Just, you can sit somebody, on this podcast and think if we you know some. Uh, I, can some eight. I can see no, no, some eights. I can see one. Yeah, one QB, one QB. I'm talking about somebody taking. Somebody might take Mahomes and then you know I can and see then one QB redraft league. All right, nobody ain't gonna take Mahomes, but I can see somebody Are taking playing like against Kamara. Kamara you know, playing. I can see a couple running backs: Kamara, Zeke, Cook. CMC, them four running backs there, and then you know, dab in a couple wide receivers, Devontae Adams, uh, you know, uh, who Zika, 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 Zika uh, or uh, Saquon. Oh, um, that's that's I might go Zeke. I got I'm going Saquon. I might go Zeke. I just feel like a little safer in that offense, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, he's still the guy. I think it's definitely. And they say he's on target to start um, training camp. Uh, Kenny, yeah, he's just, like, he's just, like, yeah, but just real quick, the only only thing we have to worry about, and I thought the only reason somebody would take Zeke over him is because of the injury concerns. I mean, he missed all last year, and then he, you know, he had a high ankle sprain the year before. It wasn't that bad, but it, you know, he only missed three games, but he was kind of hampered. So. Hopefully he, we can get a full season out of him, and, so, and, Gabe can, so Gabe can make the playoffs in marathon. And, <laughs> and on a down year, my boy Zeke uh, went where? What? What you said? He ranked ninth or something like that on a down year, bro. So that's another yeah. another reason why I can see some people taking him over uh, Shaquan. But uh, Shaquan, I like Shaquan. Shaquan. 
Saquon. Um, Kenny <laughs> Galladay has signed a big seventy-two million dollar uh, He only played four games last last year. Um, in the four games, he fun. went six for fifty-seven in a touchdown, four for sixty-two in a touchdown, four for one hundred and five, no touchdowns, and six for one hundred and fourteen with no touchdowns. And he was he, he has caught at least sixty percent of his contested catches since two thousand seventeen. I think you mentioned that most. One of the most, uh, one of the more better contested catching receivers in the league. Um, so you think he's going with a inaccurate Danny Dimes, and that he's going to be where? As far as like, well, I mean, yeah, finish. He's never been, he's never been like a, a high catch percentage guy. Anyway, you know, he just has that that upside because he's going to be targeted down the field so much. Um, I currently have Kenny G as my wide receiver 19. So I'm not super duper high on him. I just think he's going to help out um, Daniel Jones more than anything. But, you know, with that being said, that's not nothing to scoff at. I mean, I still have him as over 1,100 yards, um, seven, six touchdowns, but it's just some other guys I would take over him because they're going to get um, targeted more than I think he will be. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm a bit lower on Kenny G than you. I I just I don't know. I, I got him like at 21 percent targets. I I don't I don't think he's gonna get over. That is a, it's a lot of miles to feed in this offense. Um, I I just gotta see it for one year. Then I feel more con- confident saying Kenny G is gonna get more target and catch more of those targets. Like we said, he's more of a jump ball guy so um yeah man i would like to have ug as my wide receiver two on a team or three possibly hopefully three hopefully three i would like to have him as my wide receiver three i feel more confident with him there but uh that's how i feel on kenny g and then um yep i think what it boils down to me with kenny g is that matt stafford is better than um, Daniel Jones and Matt Stafford made Kenny G look a lot better than what he is. Like you know what I mean? Not made him look Ooh. better than what he is, but I think that that Matt Stafford had a lot to do with Kenny G like being a good uh, wide receiver more than Kenny G had to do like just being like a. I don't know, man. Was, Matt Stafford was kind of shaky last year without uh, Kenny yeah. G in that lineup, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, he had a couple games here. Marvin Jones was a little shaky to me. I'm talking about Matthew Stafford. I'm talking Matthew about Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Okay, but this is also Matthew Stafford after two back surgeries. All right, so yeah, but, listen, talk. let me talk. Let me Bro, talk. Matthew Stafford being injured is over here. I'm saying two years before that, when Kenny G was hurt, fucking, he made Marvin Jones a wide receiver one. Marvin Jones finished the year as a wide receiver one. Correct? Yes. Yeah, yes, not consistency. Not consistency no, wise. We can look at season end numbers, but we know how those could be construed. You know, they could be I put it like this to the future point, but he wasn't consistent in that year because I actually remember I traded for him that year, and he was a straight up bum from every week after I traded him. But he still was a wide receiver one because he had crazy two like two crazy spike games in the beginning of the year. So. And I put it, he throwing the ball up to Kenny G. Kenny G got to go make a play. He wasn't just dropping it in the bread basket for the man. Kenny G has some skills. He's not just no washed up guy. He, he, he's going to say he washed up. And, and you know what? Him. To be honest, bro, let's stop arguing when we're all on the same side. Like, where do you have him at? I have him as wide receiver 19. 
I got him. I think Jamar said he has some as wide receiver. What? Three. <laughs> exactly. So what are we arguing oh, about here? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, I got. just want to argue to argue, bro. <laughs> God, he got him as a two. I got him as a three. Gabe, you ain't got him. No- like I think three. three is crazy, though. <laughs> yeah, three is wild. I got him at like twenty-one. Yeah, so I just, I just think some guys gonna outplay, you know, in a better, better role on the team. Um, I actually like Kadarius Tony this uh, this year coming into it. I like the Kadarius Tony. I, um, I liked him last year. I thought he was gonna come out last year, but he played. He went back to school. Um, so I feel like he takes over. Well, whose spot does he take over? Sterling Shepard played 12 games last year. He was targeted 88 times, um, caught 657 yards, three touchdowns. He was the highest graded wide receiver on the team. Um, according to PFF, he was graded at a 79. He was second on the team in routes ran from the slot. Um, that was to Golden Tate, who's no longer on the team. I think he retired, right? I don't know. Um, with 32 with 32% of his snaps um, being ran out of the did, slot. And did did Jalen Ramsey retire him? Or? Um, I don't know. There was – I don't think he beat Golden State up. <laughs> I mean, Golden State beat him up? It was – it was a – there was no ass beat. It was just – No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the word play. I ain't talking about what happened on the oh. field. You know, with Jalen Ramsey with his word play after with the interview. Gotcha, gotcha. But anyway, Kadarius, uh, like I said, Sterling, Sterling Shepard ran 32% of his um, routes out of the slot, and Kadarius Tony is a slot receiver. So I feel like Sterling Shepard is going to be the one to take um, a bit of a backseat to Kadarius Tony as Kadarius Tony gets more comfortable in the offense. And that's why I said I, I like Darius Slayton this year. He led the team in end zone target share, air yard share, and deep target share, along with targets, period. And he was the only wide receiver to play 16 games last year. He had 94 targets um, and three touchdowns. He Can also ran. Yes. He also uh, ran 80 percent of his um, snaps out wide. So Kadarius Tony, the new Kadarius Tony, nor does Kenny Galladay really affect him because he was just play on the other side of Kenny Galladay and be able to take um, coverage away from Kenny Galladay. So I think Darius Slayton is in line for. He, he might be one of my sleepers this year. I mean, uh, it's 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 pretty hard. After after Galladay, you know he's gonna be the guy to get majority of targets. Then after them, it's kind of like a, a pick up your guy between. No, 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 no. After Ingram. Kenny Galladay, you have Ingram, and then you have Saquon Barkley. So you have yeah, but I, I'm saying I agree with you, Brad. But it's not even after Galladay. You got a tight end who's gonna command a lot of targets and a running back. So then you have three other receivers who are fighting for that fourth spot, man. And I think. Whoever wins it is still going to be not that good for fantasy. And I was just going to put out there, besides um, Galladay and Shaquan, I just even when it kind of Ingram now with Galladay there, he he's going to eat into some of his red zone targets. So I feel like that kind of hurt his. Once they signed him, I would kind of fell off on the uh, Ingram hype, tight end hype that I was on, because they're just going to fizzle down some of his numbers and opportunities to score, and but. I'm Damn, so he basically saying he fleeced you, Gabe, because he just traded you that that guy. <laughs> no, he, I don't. Just because Jabbar doesn't believe in the player, that means he's no longer on his team. That's what that means. <laughs> you know, I looked, at I looked at the numbers and the numbers said he can go. Looking at you like, I actually gave you know a second thought. You can have him. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. He's a totally great player. Who did you draft him in, 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 in with that pick? 
I think one of the Moors. I think it was Elijah Moore. That could work out. We'll see. Um. Uh. So do y'all like y'all don't like? Uh, I like Slade in the, in the later round because if if somebody has an injury or if anything goes wrong, he he's gonna be able to step into a, a new role and get more targets. And 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 he should be a flex play some weeks. So I like Slayton when it comes to Shepard. I'm not really looking at him in a redraft a dynasty. Uh Kadaris Tony, I'm not I'm not looking at him in um um redraft and dynasty, of course you you're looking at him. And uh when it when it comes to Ingram, I, I take a flyer on him if uh you know, like we talked about when you don't draft a tight end early, he's one of those guys you can get in, in the later rounds after hunting Henry and Jonu. He should still be there. And if you kind of like his chances, you can uh, draft him. But like I said, once Galladay came, I kind of seen some of his opportunities in the red zone are going to get nicked a little bit. And uh, I think he's going to have some inconsistent games. Yeah, I would go with, if I had to choose one besides the top three options, I personally would go Shepard just because of his uh, rapport that he has with Daniel Jones since he's came to town, he hasn't seen, he's seen less than five targets one time in two seasons with, with Daniel Jones. So I think he's not going to, of course he's not going to win you a week, but he's that safe option that I would like to have, you know, if I need to have a bye week fill in. So best ball, when we start talking about best ball, that's when I think I would uh, lean towards Slayton because I think he's going to have spike weeks. He has a uh, higher upside. He's more. He's targeted down the field more, more than Shepard, but yeah, but he might have a lot of games with one or two targets. We'll see. It's, it's definitely gonna be. A and new they also have John there. Ross there too, so let's not forget about him. They have a lot of. Ooh. Right, they're giving they're giving Daniel Jones every reason to succeed. He has no excuses now. I feel like they're doing that for a lot of those uh, young quarterbacks that might not have produced as much as they were supposed to yet. You know what I'm saying? What if he has a Josh Allen type year, bro? Yo, stop it. Stop it. I can't give him Josh Allen. Not Josh Allen. We give him somebody else. This is Jamal. Nobody thought Josh Allen was going to be crazy. No, 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 no. I did. Not even like, nah, you traded him. You traded him for Julio. I don't want to hear that Because it was Julio. If you thought he was going to be the number one quarterback, you would not have traded him for Oh, no, not the number one. But I called him, I donned him the great white hope. That was me. Yeah. I, I was on the train for him and Stefan Diggs once they was on the same team. And I yeah, all right, all right. Let's go to another team. Uh, let's go to the next team. Uh, we're going to travel to Philadelphia. We got the Eagles and uh, one of the most talked about quarterbacks since we're talking about quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts, man, took over in week 13, became a starter in week 14, week 14 through 16, where he um, started and finished the game. Not counting that weird week seventeen where they like benched him to get a get Devonta Smith uh, essentially. I guess it worked out. Um, he ranked as the QB three over that span. Um, he had one hundred and thirteen attempts, sixty one percent adjusted completion rate. That was thirty second in the NFL. Um, Eight hundred and forty seven yards and five passing touchdowns. Um, he is he was first even to Lamar Jackson with rushing attempts um, two hundred. And 38, uh, or 38 rushing attempts with 238 yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, the Eagles also boosted up their uh, offensive line with the second round draft pick that should have been the first round draft pick, but due to like injuries or whatever, like he slipped in the draft. So they did go and put pieces around Devontae Adams to be a good um, quarterback. And I, as I'm doing my projections, I can't seem to like move him down. He somehow ended up in my top like five right now. 
So how do you how you feel about uh, Jalen? So 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 this is Car- this is what Carlos meant to say. He meant to say um, Jalen Hurts can have a Josh Allen season, not Daniel Jones. That's what he meant to say. Jalen Hurts could have that season, but I, I'm more so just I'm going to be more level. Not what I meant to say, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to be more level headed when it, when it comes to this offense. We really don't know what's going on here. Um, f- first, we got to get the guy a receiver that can produce for him. We're hoping that's Devontae Smith. So uh, once Devontae Smith, we show that Devontae Smith can produce, then I'd be more to buy in on the top five. But um, until then, I'm fine with putting him a back in quarterback one. I got him at 11 because of his rushing floor um, that he has. And that's why I'm, I'm safe to take him. I think he's going to be a steal when it comes to the draft because you can get him in the second round, mid second round, probably even early third. So uh, I love this guy's a steal and um, quarterback to watch, especially. I would love him as my quarterback two, still love him as my quarterback one. Yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to with him. Uh, I'm not really expecting too much for him as a passer. I mean, when you, when you equate to 17 games now, I think like 4,000 is going to be you know the new 3,000. Like it's not going to be that impressive anymore. So that's why I have him at the 4,000 yard mark, and that's I think that's a bit generous for him. But he had he's a Konami Cole quarterback, bro, and that's what it comes down to. If somebody's going to rush the ball as much as we think he is then you can literally be the worst passer in the world. <laughs> you'll still find your – you'll find – be usable, like Taysom Hill, uh, for example. Like he was still – Or Josh <laughs> Allen before he was the, the real great white host. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. That's true. He was pretty pretty inaccurate. So, Jalen Hurts, man, he has no competition now. Um, they traded Carson Wentz. You know, he's out of here. Um, you mentioned what he did last year when he did start, and that was with basically no – reps with the starters so he just was coming in on the fly and because he rushed so much he put up great numbers so he has his old teammate with Devontae Smith now in town so they have more weapons you have Goder coming into um might be a breakout year especially with Zach Ertz leaving so he has a lot of weapons too and I mean I think he's gonna I think he's gonna do what you know we've been talking about bro just he's gonna be a Konami Cole quarterback what's good TK Hopefully he um, got, got some practice out there throwing the ball because he looked really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm still mad that I played him over Russell Wilson, but whatever. Oh, man, I remember that text message that you sent out, too. Was that yeah. was that when they took him halfway out of the game, that game? Nope. It was when Dan Hurts started, like, put up, like, 30 points. And we were on the show talking. It was just yeah. – I think he took the show off. It was me and I Dan. Me and, I, and I, I, I set a stat about – Russell Wilson struggling against pass rushing, like great pass rushing defenses. And, and Gay was like, nah. And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, oh my God. Let's go. The fact that they stopped letting Russell Wilson cook is still beyond me. Right. Yeah. We'll, um, talk, yeah. we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so, so, so we all feel com- confident having Hurts back in quarterback one. Or you say you top five, Carlos said. I think, top, I think as, of, as of now, I got him as QB uh, six. So or, I got him. I, know, I actually have him as QB seven because I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna he struggle as team. a passer. He's gonna throw a lot of interceptions. I think so, but he's gonna be a QB one if he rushes the ball like he did yeah. last year. I, li- I like him at eleven with upside. He's in my top ten for sure. Facts. 
Um, how you gonna say facts? You just say he at the back end of your. Um, I mean, I, mean I, I said eleven with upside. You know, <laughs> he right at he right at the door right. to you. He right at the door. Uh, Miles Sanders, man, another controversial um, player in the fantasy universe, as you will. Uh, he played twelve games last season, um, and only counting them. Uh, he finished as the 12th running back and half PPR leagues, 50 targets, 197 yards, no touchdowns through the air, 164 attempts with 867 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. The touchdowns did come far and apart, um, as it may. He had one in week two, two in week five, um, two in week 14, and another one in week 16. His elusive rate and has increased from 2019 to 2020. Uh, he finished from 56th the first year. He finished 35th last year among running backs. Um, the Eagles went out and signed every possible running back they could possibly find. Him, <laughs> like competing with the What's Texans new? look like to like sign running backs is really weird. Uh, they went out and signed um, Jordan Howard. Uh, they they got Carry on um, Johnson. Carryon Johnson. They drafted Kenneth Gainwell. They uh, still got Scott. They still got Taylor Hurts. <laughs> He's stupid. My heart is now running back, you know, so yeah. hybrid back. <laughs> but with, with all that being said, man, he still saw a lot of volume last year. And they and they had a they had a pretty crowded running back room last year. Like he they've always had those this they always made those this annoying signings. Like if you're a Miles Sanders owner, like why are you bringing these guys in? Whenever it was a free Damn. agent that got released during the year, they always was linked to the the Eagles, man. So mm-hmm. but he still saw 18 opportunities a game, 14 carries, and that was 14 carries and what about four targets a game last year? So um he's gonna see the volume. I don't think he'll see as many targets because I think the same way it affects JK Dobbins with rushing rushing quarterbacks, they're more liable to take off running instead of dumping the ball off. So mm-hmm. I think he's gonna struggle in the target department. So I think he's gonna be a running back too for that reason, but He's gonna be a solid running back too. He's gonna to have to give you those spike weeks like he did last year. Like he gave you two like like he broke two like super long runs, bro. That's just the and, ceiling that he has. And another thing that you felt, that you didn't mention that um, running back court, running quarterbacks effect is that vulturing of the goal line work. Exactly. So a lot of that Miles Sanders, I don't think he'll get as many goal line opportunities and uh, as many passing opportunities because the head coach Nick so so I don't know how to say his name Sirianni. 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 Also called Kenneth Gainwell, the team's Naheem Hines. Uh, he came out of his mouth and said that. So that's just another something. Cool stock. I mean, he may be talented, but bro, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders is you can you can consider him an elite back when he comes out the backfield and catch the ball and runs with it. So Gainwell is, you know, he may get some still a couple touches, but Sanders is still the receiving back, bro. You know, at the because at this point in time, he's not done it too many times, caught the ball and went to the house. So he's the best receiving back on the team. He's the best per running back on the team. Um, uh, I don't know if he's the best receiving back. Yeah, well, besides who? I think Kenneth Gainwell is the better receiving back. Rest, that's what his biggest plus was coming out of college. Was like, okay, team reduce on the field, we see, but I just. Just has Miles Sanders, and even if he does win the receiving running back job, I still don't think he's going to get that many targets. I have him down for 47 targets this year. I just don't see him unless, unless, yeah, unless they're putting him in like you know, running routes out there, putting him like out wide. 
that's the only way I can see him being targeted a bunch because Jalen Hurts is going to take off running. He's not going to dump the ball off too much. Uh, rushing quarterbacks don't do that. You can look at it for all the rushing quarterbacks, and nine times out of ten, that's going to be the case for him. So I, I gave him a couple more targets. I got him around like what? Uh, what thing you got? Miles I, got, I, got I got around sixty-nine, but uh, with Gainwell, I might take some off and keep around fifty. But I, I like I agree with Carlos. He's still a, a good wide. I mean, running back two to have on your team. He's in a solid position. Um, on a team that's going to be running a lot of plays per game, um, due to defensive reasons. So, so um, I, I'm more so of a guy that love Miles Sanders. Uh, I'm drafting him after like uh, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, guys like that. I'm drafting him after that, and uh, I I draft him. Um, only other person I think about is Ch. I I, I made uh, I, like I said, I'm a Miles Sanders guy, so I made draft Miles Sanders, but uh. Other times I may go CH before then, but then that I think he's going right where he should be going, and it's no argument about it. I said it last year. I said it again this year, man. Um, but what did you say that was right? I said trade Miles Sanders for as much as you can get him for because his value is only going to go down from here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, has Miles Sanders on his team? Y'all didn't, if y'all, you didn't get the vibes. Everybody Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, bro. We're at an hour, guys. Let's go. It's time to shoot. Um, let me see. Jay, okay, so now getting to the wide receivers. Jalen Rago. <clears throat> Jalen Rago was a rookie last year. He played 11 games, um, 53 targets, 396 yards, one touchdown. A pretty disappointing rookie year, if I do say so myself. He uh, lined up in the slot 23% of the time, um, and the new offense uh, seems to be wanting to move him into the slot more. Uh, that's what the coach came out and said. Uh, you didn't see that explosiveness, that explosiveness that you wanted to see that he came out of TCU with. Um, I'm not sure if it was just because of all the like the quarterback changes, the fucking change from Wentz to Hurts, or just him being a rookie and all that affected him. Um, he was the highest targeted once Hurts did take over. Um, and he led the team in yards at the catch uh, with 8.4. So that is a little bit of um, it's a little bright spot for Jalen Rager, but they did go out and uh, draft the Heisman Trophy winner, Devin Smith. Um, they still have Travis Fogum, who seemed to disappear. Do y'all believe in Travis Fogum? Y'all think that was a, a flash in the pan? Carlos traded him for Redraft purposes, I'm not even – or dynasty, yeah, I'm not looking. I mean, I'm ho- I, where where I have Travis Fogum at, I'm – I'm in dynasty leagues. I'm holding, man, because I don't. I mean, he he produced, bro. Like he looked legit last year. He would just got in a doghouse. It was reported by him going into the doghouse. So I'm I'm not a believer. I would say, but I'm not giving up on him. Just I mean, I, I, mean, I feel what Carlos said. If you're picking him off off of yeah. away, you, you have nothing to lose, you know. But it's not a guy that you're seeking um, at the moment. And and redraft when it comes to these receivers. uh it's Dante Smith, and that's it, man. I mean, Rager, you can probably he'll probably be a waiver guy that you pick up off waivers or one of you know what I'm saying. But because because you're gonna go get Godert before you get Rager on this team. Um, but um, yeah, I'm not I'm why, not. It's not much why, upside with the wide receivers this year on the team. Why, why do you why are you so um so pro Devontae Smith, but not uh, Rager. Not just I just Devontae Smith. I believe he's going to get more. Devontae targets. Smith's a better prospect, right? And he's going to get more targets. He's a first round 
pick Heisman, you know, winner. So he's going he's gonna to manage more targets. He's going to get those targets versus Rager, who had his opportunity with nobody last year. I know he was injury and, and didn't really, you know, produce. And then we put in to a quarterback who is not going to have the highest completion um, rate. So, you know, less targets with a quarterback who's not going to throw as efficient doesn't equal, you know, nice numbers. So that's why I'm going to let down some Rager. Well, f- first of all, yeah, I'm I'm gonna need y'all to get my guy's name right, bro. It's Devontae Smith. I don't heard Devin Smith from Gabe and Don- Dante Smith from Javar. <laughs> Both of y'all whiff on that, bro. First of all, <laughs> second of all, bro. Even though I like him over Jalen Rager this year, or in, probably I would say I like him over him this year. I'm not giving up on Jalen Rager because I mean I, like I think him. he could be the se- well. He'll probably be dirty line behind a. Uh, go there but remember he was injured last year like he i think uh-huh. he missed the first amount of, some he missed a certain amount of games like he can't yeah and he came back and he got hurt again so he got hurt twice his rookie year and that was a year that they didn't have no preseason games no offseason training cap or anything like that so for a rookie wide receiver bro that could that could hamper a lot of people man like if it didn't go perfectly right for them so i'm the jury's still out on Jalen rager um another thing i wanted to mention was you know, he only played 23% of his slots out of the snap. And I think that's going to rise significantly. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I would love to know what his numbers were when he was in the slot. But I believe that that's going to be more of his natural position um, because he's going to see nickel cornerbacks and safeties, and he has that speed. So I think that's he's going to flourish more in that in that uh, slot role this year. So I, I'm fine taking him at, in the late rounds. Like, I, you know, I think he'll be okay. And it's a new office, like I said before, and they, they came out and said that they want to move him more into the slot and more of his natural role. So I think I, I'm not giving up. I don't know why people give up on first uh, first year wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. It's because they've been spoiled. It's because not, everybody's not, been spoiled not, these not, last three years. redraft, three. I'm looking at now. Dynasty, I'm look, still looking at him. But I just think, like, around him, where you're looking at in redraft, there's going to be more or better players in better positions with a better quarterback, per se, like, um, Darnell Mooney, you know, I feel like he's in a better situation. You know, he, I, he got a better, you know, prospect at quarterback coming in. Guys like that. Who else? Um, I might even take Michael Pittman Jr. I might feel a little better with him. And there, you know, but uh, I'm not down in the guy. Sure. Just, I just think, like in redraft, he'll be one of the last guys you draft, second to last guys you draft, or you might be able to get him off waivers. Yeah, I think he's a flyer for sure. Um, I do like uh, Donnell. That's my boy, boy. Hey, that's my boy. All right, my bad, my bad. That's my boy. My boy, Blue. I ain't gonna catch that. Who's the guy Uh, that just passed away, man? Uh, His name, his name sounds like that. I can't think of his name. He was on the Chappelle show. Oh, oh, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Mooney. I always think about Paul Mooney every time I hear that name. Now it's crazy. Rest in peace. Uh, Dallas Goddard uh, played 10 games last year, 61 targets, 486 yards, three touchdowns, all three coming in the red zone. He, While healthy, he was a tight end, seven. Um, highest target pass catcher while Jalen uh, was the starter. So I feel like his role is the most um, solidified role in that offense. Um, every running quarterback or and slash young quarterback loves a good tight end and he has proved to be a tight end. And I think Either Zach Ertz is about to get released or uh, – You're not expecting him to be there week one. 
I've seen reports that come out said they try to trade him, but they don't have many office for him, so they probably just they better take whatever they can get because he looked straight up washed last year, bro. So <laughs> get the same they can get, right? Like, Stop being greedy. You have to go there. Just get a pick, bro, and move on, bro. This is getting ridiculous. And I'm, I do have him in a league that I'm excited <laughs> to see where he goes, but that's not the case. That doesn't matter. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm excited about Godair. He had a, like you said, highest pass catcher. He had a 15% target share with Jalen Hurts. And then uh, the head coach, Nick Sirianni, when he was the uh, offensive coordinator for the Colts, I want to say that they uh, targeted the tight end the, the last three years. It was fourth most, fourth most, and 11th most. I saw that on Twitter. That's that on Twitter. I forgot who it was. So sorry if I'm not, you know, don't remember. But shout out to whoever that was. So that's great news for him, man, because this is what we what Golder Trooper has been waiting for. We wanted Ertz to, you know, move on. And, yeah. And so Golder has that ceiling. You know, we were talking about in the beginning of the pod how we're not excited about guys that can't break out into that top five. Golder doesn't fit in that category. He could break out and be a top five tight end. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely high on him, man. One of you guys need to come get him. So, so how you, so we already know, um, you're taking, Travis, George, Dan Waller, TJ Hawkinson. Are, 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 you, are you taking uh, – I mean, until Julio is traded, Cal Pitts is not top five. Until, once Julio gets traded, then we'll start talking about Cal Pitts up there. Cal but until Julio five. is traded, um, are, would you go Mark Andrews over Dallas? Or would you, would you feel more confident this year taking Dallas over Mark? Uh, I have at the moment. I have. I got Mark, Mark Andrews ahead of him. Me too. I got Mark. But, I mean, yeah. literally, they're a point apart, <laughs> so they're gonna be the same tier of uh, tight ends. But I think I would go go there because I think he has a better chance. Mark Andrews probably will be the number one guy on the Baltimore, but it is other options out there. So it's a I think he has a bigger chance to not see as much volume as go there. Like I think right. Godair's I got, I got, volume I got is locked one. in. All right. Logan Thomas or Godard. Got it. Got it. Got it. Ooh, I feel like he got I feel like Thomas is gonna be the second uh option on that team. Yeah. Even with Curtis Samuels there. Speaking but of, this would be the uh, this would be the perfect transition because that's what I was about to do. Yeah, you didn't let me. Exactly. You didn't let me do it. I'm trying Shit. to work on my. I didn't trust you, bro. Let phone, him do his job, man. Speaking <laughs> of uh, that football team, they don't even have a name. Uh, the Washington, the Washington football team. That uh, team, that that team over there. Are they? Is that is that it? That's it. Like that's that's gonna be the name. Are they, oh, are they not going? Yeah. Are they not going? Like I thought it was just like supposed to be like a brief day. That's crazy. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick so, so, is what I heard. What I heard is some people don't they was thinking of a couple names and some people don't bought the rights to their names, so they had to wait like a year or so for the rights to go away so they can use the name, you know, instead of paying the people for these names of the team. That's that's what that's I heard. So cheap, you're so cheap. That's what I heard. That's disgusting. I don't want, bro. That's so I'm disgusted about it. You want to pay these guys for the team name? I ain't paying for nothing, I gotta wait a year for. They know you rich and they know you want this name. Give me a milli for it. They ain't saying give me fifty dollars. Of course not. They trying to get some money out of it. Hey, yeah, my uh, bad. Anyway, my bad. Ryan Fitzpatrick um is the starting quarterback for 
the Washington football team. Uh, he played nine games last year. He started seven. Uh, 21 fantasy. He had at least 21 fantasy points in five out of uh, the first six games and another 22-point uh, performance in Week 12. He outplayed Tua last year. Uh, PFF had him graded at a 72, Tua at a 70. He outperformed him in big-time throw rate with 4.5 versus 2.4, yards per attempt 7.8 versus 6.3, and adjusted completion rate 78.2 versus the 74.2 that uh, Tua put out there. So, We've now seen Ryan's fist magic. Like the magic just seems like it's never going to end. I, I feel like with that strong ass defense that they got over there in Washington, like it's going to be pretty hard for a lot of teams to beat them. And I feel like he's literally in the perfect spot. How y'all feel about exactly? Him? Like it's not a guy more fitting of a nickname than Fitz Magic, bro, because he he literally brings magic to whatever team he he comes to. He did it with Tampa Bay. He did it with Miami, and now he's going to do it with Washington, bro. Um, you know, it's crazy because he's he, he was pretty much considered like a bum before, like, Tampa Bay, I want to say, man. Like, this is like something click with him, and he just, like, got that swag, bro. I'm just like, you know what? I'm a journeyman, bro. I'm about to just, I'm about to just let it go. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, it's been great since he's done that, man. So stock up for all skilled players. You know, he's going to – and, you know, one of the great things is it's going to help uh, – Terry McLaurin, you know, he's going to force feed his top guy. Like, I ain't going to say the other guys are not going to eat. Gusecki still had great games, and um, oh. Preston Williams and whoever was the second, you know, they still have flashes here and there. But Devontae uh, Parker. Yeah, Devontae Parker broke out under Fitzpatrick, and that was because of the volume. He got saw, a, yeah, two more targets um, with Fitz than without Fitz, and he averaged – Four points more with Fitz um, throwing him the ball. So this is great news for Terry McLaurin because I believe everybody thinks Terry McLaurin is a better, you know, receiver than Devontae Parker. So and he's oh and he's been on that cusp too, to, uh Terry McLaurin like the past two years. So this is I think Fitz Magic is gonna be the guy that brings him to that wide receiver one solidified hey, status. I, I, I like um Fitz Fitz as a, a quarterback too, of course. And I'm um, just going to what Carlos is saying. I'm more like uh, I'm more like this for all the players on the team per se than actual fits himself as a player for my team. So um, that's, that's where I'm more like fits for like the pass catchers and the running backs. That's going to help them more than looking to draft fits. Um, it, it redraft only you're looking at him back, back in quarterback too. But what I do like about Fitz, he does have a lot of upside. You said redraft back in quarterback too. I don't know about that. You just said <laughs> you just said that you can't I got him at quarterback 15. That's why I got him at right That's now. That's not back in quarterback too, bro. Right, right. It's so okay. It's, it's, everybody everybody agrees now that Fitzpatrick is, is I, I got I got you don't have to hide your love for him, bro. I just think I just think he's going to have games where he's not going to be able to produce a lot because of that great defense, and they're just going to be handing the ball off. Plus, I think it's going to be an opportunity where it's some games he's not going to come through for you. So uh, that's that's my only worry for Fitz. He's not going to every game. He's not going to come out and throw the ball and just let it fly like the opportunity he had in Miami and Tampa Bay. It's going to be some games where they're going to be. It's going to be a real NFL game, and he's going to be handing the ball off and not going to be doing anything too crazy. So that's my only worry about Fitz 
um, when they come to draft him like quarterback 15 is that it's going to be a couple games he's not going to show up. That's a fair point, man. But I feel like, you know, he's called Fitz Magic for a reason. And I think part of that reason is because he throws a lot of yellow balls, meaning he's going to throw a lot of picks. Like, so he's not, you know, and, but we don't have to worry about him being benched because it's Tyler Heineke behind him. You know what I mean? So he can, I think they're going to let him live, bro. Like, let him do his thing. I don't think he's going to go crazy like Jameis Winston crazy. But no, I, I, I think that he's going to make some some mistakes out there like he usually does. He's going to throw some picks. So that's going to give him a chance to play catch up. And it's going to be some games. I think more times than not, man, I, I think it's going to be like at the same time, it's going to be equally amount of games where they have to. The game's gonna be closer than it should be because Fitz is out here throwing yellow balls all the time. <laughs> I, I can I can dig it. Um, we spoke a little bit about Antonio Gibson earlier and his nagging uh, foot injury. Uh, he played 14 games as a rookie last year, only playing and uh, um, only getting at least 50 percent of the snaps all, uh, four times. So he only played at least 50 percent of the snaps four times. I don't know why I can get that out. Pause. Uh, 170 rushing attempts, 795 yards, 11 touchdowns. Nine of those touchdowns came in the red zone. He had 43 targets, 247 yards. Also, he put up a 59.8 elusive rating that was 19th in the NFL. And he mi- and uh, missed tackles and in missed tackles uh, for force per rush, uh, 0.22 um, on average. That was fifth in the NFL in yards per carry, 4.7. That was 15th. Um, I feel like Antonio Gibson is one of the more uh, disres- not disrespected, but one of the more forgotten about in that batch of J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, and all those. A lot of people, you know, are, of course, are heavy on Cam Akers and uh, DeAndre Swift, but I think Antonio Gibson has to be up there. So, how do you feel about Antonio Gibson? Well, yeah, and I think he's. I think he is going to be up there. I think he uh, gets his pipes. He gets his props. Yeah, yeah. I have him down as uh, the the running back eight. Got him down for about 330 opportunities, so he's going to get fed. Um, He didn't get that many targets last year. He was 16th among running backs and targets. But, you know, talking about that coach speak again, they did hype him up a little bit already this past, like I think in the last week or whatever, saying that he needs to be more involved in a running game. And that makes – that's some coach speak that I will buy because that's what one of his big pluses was coming out of college. So – we were all worried about him seeing seeing the volume between the tackles. I think that's those worries are settled. Like nobody's worried about that anymore. We just need to see his targets go up. So I did project him four more targets. I have him down four seventy five targets. So with him being used that much uh, and his talent, I think he's going to um, yeah, lock the load at RB one. I, I I cut it down to like sixty targets, and I got him getting like two hundred and, and sixty rushes. So I got him more a little lower around. Like a running back fourteen, I just got a couple guys I think going to get more opportunity. Like I, I, st- I still think Austin Eckler is going to be able to sneak up at, up there and be a, a running back one, and and we still got Jonathan Taylor who I think can get in front of him, and we still in the other top five six people there. So I don't think he's going to be able to possibly get in that running back uh, one unless he gets more targets that Carlos is talking about. If he gets up to 75, 80 targets, he got an opportunity. But if he does not get up there, he 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 doesn't. McKissick did show he can do well. I wasn't worried about him at first, but now I got to buy into it. McKissick is, is kind of going to hurt him. And that was what, that was one of the things I wanted to say to Carlos that, um, he said that uh, the problem was Antonio Gibson wasn't getting the catches, and that was because 
uh, J.D. McKissick was busy leading the NFL in targets uh, for a running back. So <laughs> he's definitely going to be, and he's definitely going to be involved this year. And I still have, I have, I have J.D. McKissick down for about the same volume he got last year. But 101 targets. Curtis Samuel's never been a guy that's going to be force fed the ball. 101 like targets. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think Curtis Samuel's going, so, better oh, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah. than McKissick. So I think and they signed him. He got the contract. Follow the money. So I think, but. Curtis Samuel is going to get more targets and touches than McKissick for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it'll be. I think it'll be about even, bro. They probably, Not at all. Like, he's like the wide receiver version of McKissick, bro. I mean, so you think I'm, that it's going to be a hundred and seventy-five targets in the backfield? Bro, who else are they going to throw to? Are they going to throw to Kevin Harmon that much time? But, okay, so, so, Curtis so, Curtis so, Samuel's I have a stat about Curtis Samuel. So since we since we're fast forward, everybody knows about Terry uh-huh. Lawrence, so there's no need to talk about Terry Lawrence. All right, so I just want to know before you move to Curtis, what you what you got? What you got, um, Gibson? Gibson, what as far running as running back two, running back one, early. I haven't finished in the prop around like that 13, 14. Like he'll right. finish some weeks as running back one. But the All only right. the only couple of weeks, and I, another thing that I noticed about uh Antonio Gibson that was just a little bit of a red flag, even though um I still like him. His only two games where he was like um I guess like Running back one day he finished like in that running back one space was against the Dallas Cowboys who had like a shitty running defense and he did it twice against them. So he did pad his numbers against them for two games. So that's just one thing to notice. Um but yeah, I do like Antonio Gibson this year. Um but but yeah. back back to Curtis Samuel. Uh Curtis Samuel um had 93 targets last year, 851 yards, three touchdowns, 41 rushing attempts, 200 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, he was originally drafted by Ron Rivera, um, so he's already um, one. He knows the Ron Rivera but offense. Ron ain't use him like they yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He he seen his highest, he's seen his highest t- target volume while under Ron Rivera. He had 105 targets in that. I think it was 2019 year. No, we was uh, talking about Rivera's last year. That's true, but. You know, Curtis Samuel's more of a Swiss Army knife where he's going to be – you saw last year they were using him as not so much – Jet sweep. Yeah, exactly. They were giving him carry. We're looking last year, but we're looking at an offense last year that he's not going to win. I'm, I went back to the offense where it's the same offense he's going to run into. He's going back yeah. to a Ron Rivera offense where he had 105. He was coming off of a 105 target game, and everybody thought he was going to be a breakout, and that's why everybody was so high on Curtis Samuel last year. Because of yeah. that last year he had with Ron Rivera. And so I think him coming into a, a Ron Rivera offense, Ron Rivera made him a free agent. Like Bar said, follow the money. That's a lot of targets being had out there. And I just don't think that um, 175 at the backfield, Logan Thomas is going to have like 80 targets. Curtis Samuel is going to have 100. And Terry McGuire is going to have like 158. So it's, it, unless Ron uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be out there throwing the ball 600 plus times, you know what I'm saying? With his arm falling off. Got him down team. for 39 uh, pass attempts a game and 27 rush attempts a game. I, I got 35 and tw- 35 passes, 25 rushes. But I, I kind of like uh, Terry as, m- I mean, not Terry, Curtis as my wide receiver three on my team. You know, the third wide That's where I have him at, too. I have him as a uh, top wide receiver 25 at the moment. I haven't finished on my teams, but that's probably where he'll slide up as a wide receiver three. 
I got him 28, but Galladay, I got 20, Galladay 29, and I, I got to look at some. Galladay is going to come. Curtis Samuel or, or Kenny Galladay, probably Kenny Galladay, right? Yeah, I'm definitely Kenny Galladay over Curtis Samuel, so I got, I'm got. i going to have to adjust my rankings there. But uh, Curtis Samuel, I, I like him at that where Carlos got him. Um, wide, I like him more so wide receiver. Like I said, wide receiver three with some upside because of Fist Magic. And, you know, if he fight because uh, as you mentioned, when Curtis Samuels played, with the Panthers, he was open a lot. Um, he's just he just had wide receivers. He the most nine. air yards or something crazy like that. Like the most. Uh, Gabe is saying most. air yards. What? Wow! I know. <laughs> I just know he was he, he had the Daryl Mooney effect where he was mm-hmm. like missed on a lot of wide open um, passes yeah. downfield. So now what what a quarterback. I, I can see the upside what you're saying there, Gabe, but I feel more safe taking mess my wide receiver three. And I think that's where you're but, gonna get him. And I, I like his upside. I do like his upside. I do. He's going around nine oh six in um half PPR single quarterback leagues right now. It's uh Hollywood or Curtis Samuel? Curtis. Uh, Curtis. LaVisca Chanel or Curtis Samuel? Mm. Curtis. Yeah, I think I'm leaning Curtis, but I, I, I if you went LaVisca, just – but I, I can't I can't fight you if you're going LaVisca either. But uh, Curtis, Jay, Jarvis Landry or Curtis? Curtis. Landry. Uh, one more, Brent, uh, Devontae Parker or Curtis? Curtis. Ooh, Parker. I, I just so, don't think too, and, and, and Parker got that connection going, and it just didn't, it just don't look right when they're on the field together. Landry, That's and, Landry and Parker are going above. Landry, Parker, and Hollywood are all going before uh, Curtis. So that's just around where he's going at. Cole Beasley's in the I, I, I mean, Parker. I Parker. The only one, Landry, I feel like is a safe play right there. You know what you're going to get out of Landry. I just feel like Curtis Samuel it has a little bit more upside to take some to the house over Landry. And, and I, I think I, Curtis I Samuel like is that. what we want Hollywood Brown to be. Facts. Facts. A more dependable Hollywood Brown. I think that's what he'll be this year. I mean, I thought Hollywood, I mean, I, I was hoping Hollywood would be. A, a little bit, uh, maybe a tier or two under Tyreek Hill, but mm-hmm. we thought uh, that brings us to the end. We already talked about Logan Thomas. We all think Logan Thomas is solidified in his spot as um, a top ten tight end, probably one of the most yeah, I got right Especially with uh, Fitz Magic, you know, we seen what he did because he's going to get his uh, targets in the red zone with Fitz Magic, mm-hmm. so we know that's coming. So yeah, I love Logan being drafted as like the seventh. What uh tight end out the board? He'll probably be around if I if I do get a tight end like before the last round, like that'll probably be around where Logan Thomas is being drafted. It will probably be around well where I will be wanting to get my tight end. I can dig. Uh, you got anything? Can to say you dig All right, we we spoke on McKissick, and how do we feel about him? I feel like mm. McKissick is is the guy to back up Curtis Samuel. And Antonio Gibson. So you know when they need a playoff, I feel like he's going to be a flex play. He's he's going to have some weeks where you you'll be able to play him, and uh, I, I think he's he's going to be a flex play. Do y'all feel like he's he's a flex play? I feel like he, he definitely. Like he's, he's a what? No, no. I was just going to say that 
just going back to what we said, I think he's going to be a flex play definitely because he. I think as long as he's on the field, he's going to be used. Um, and well, back to what Gay was saying about it being like 170, I, I probably do have him a little too high because I didn't factor in Curtis Samuel as much as I should have. They're going to. I think they're going to cannibalize each other a little bit because they're both going to be used across the middle. But in terms of McKissick still being involved, he was lined up. He had more than 20 more snaps lined out wide than the next running back. So it's not necessarily going to be coming out of the backfield. It's going to be McKissick being so good as a receiver that they're going to be lining them out, you know, in the, in the slide and out wide also. They they do not – to date, they do not have a proven wide receiver three either to date. We're still waiting on the Wookie Brown. And uh, we, the guy last year – Sims. And yeah, he showed, but the guy that was injured last year that they draft everybody thought was the guy, I, I forget his name. Um, Kelvin Harmon, oh, Gandy Golden, right? So, you know, I, feel like, I think no wide receiver had over 50 targets besides um, Ted Glory on that offense. I feel like that, that's his that was gross. Um, but I feel like uh, McKissick is pretty entrenched in his role, like Carlos mentioned. If he's on the field, he's going to um, get the ball, or he's going to see the ball. and I just feel like you can't not take him as a, um, especially in like full PPR leagues. You can't not like think about him. He's like he's more of a like yeah. Tyreek Cohen. He's a poor man Tyreek Cohen. You know what I mean? Tyreek Cohen yeah. is more explosive, of course. But I definitely think that he has found his role. You can't. I don't think he go from 101 targets to like off the at like off the stratosphere. Even though it's we, just, it's we just think gonna come to- is going to get more. I got Antonio Gibson with 73 targets and JD with like 58 this year. So that's thinking he's gonna fall off the earth pretty much. I mean, I just think he's going to I mean 58 is not that bad. It's only like I think they both get a lot of targets I just think I think it's a yeah, it's probably not, but you gotta think it's an extra game too. So those splits are gonna be a little different. Like you could you could take his targets per game down and it'll still equate to like 90 targets because it's 17 games so that's why the number is going to look so high for mckissick but he like i said he was lined up out wide and in a slot a lot last year so he's not just he's not your traditional running back same yeah, as curtis sure. sam is not your traditional receiver so i think <laughs> the offense, um i think the offense is definitely going to be a bum on the watch um and that defense now let's let's end the episode with this we didn't do it in the beginning uh how, how is the NFC East going to shake out? I'll start. I got Redskins. Not Redskins. Who, who is that? Uh, I mean, oh, shit, my bad. No offense. <laughs> um, I got the, the what do we call them? The Washington Chupacabras. <laughs> uh, that's going to be their thing. The Washington Chupacabras, I, I definitely think they're going to win. That defense is just amazing. And then I got... It's really at that point, it's a toss up. I think, uh, with Dak coming back, I think Dak and the Cowboys, but the Cowboys just always seem to find a way to like to fucking like fuck it up in some way. And I got uh, Giants, I guess, throw the Eagles in after that. I think, I think the Giants are more prepared than the Eagles. I hate to say it, bro. But I got Dallas and then Washington and then um, my man. I, don't care, I don't care who after that. Uh, f- f- I'm gonna go Giants and then Philly because I think Philly is still gonna try to lose to get another pick. Whether Giants winning, got some people try to do some. 
But yeah, man, Dallas got that offense, man, that where I feel like they can outscore some teams and, and help out their defense, you know, a little bit by getting up uh, a bit. And they got Dak, so they should be more efficient and should be scoring a lot more. So I really love that position and uh, where it's Washington, you know, like we said, Fitz is that guy. He, he's going to lose them a couple games, bro, at least one or that two. That defense, bro. Did you not see how that defense? I mean, really I, I love that defense, but it is, if it was 2004, I'd be all in it. But it's 2021, and, and the game is more predicated and, and for offenses to thrive. They protect them more now. So Tell Tampa Bay that. It's <laughs> all set up. Man. championship for a reason. I mean, Tampa Bay got a monster offense, too. You know, they got a monster offense. They had one of the top offense and top defense. So yeah, you, you got to have both. You can say, you know, either one of them, you know. All right, defense man, that's, 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 that's I'm, going, I'm going, go. going Dallas. I'm going Dallas, Washington, uh, Giants, and then Philly. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to say Yay, when uh, – <laughs> Oh, oh okay. sorry, Steph. You know she. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh, she might be mad if she sees this. <laughs> we're very, we're very high on the offense, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in real life, not not so much. They have a they have a slick good defense too, though. That's what's crazy. They do. They do. I think they have one of the top secondaries in the league. Yeah, bro. I wouldn't be surprised at all. That's if, I just had their defense down. gets them to the playoffs. They I, have just, the I, just now. I think we just can't forget that they literally got a team in that was seven and nine in the playoffs. Right? Jesus yeah, Christ, that was insane. That was gross. Um, but y'all got anything else, man? That's that's the NFC East. How many? What was that? That was four. That was four we did. So four more. Uh, that was the third. Uh, so now uh, we got to do uh, AFC. Uh, AFC team. What's, what's the AFC y'all want to do next? Uh, we need to do. Let's do wherever. What's the Colts? Which one is the Colts in? No, uh, then we gonna have to call Brendan, and he's gonna have to be on the episode. I know. Now we don't have to call him. We can just shit on the Colts <laughs> and not answer when he calls. <laughs> like y'all gonna let me on the show? No. <laughs> Wins is a bum. <laughs> uh, we can uh, let's uh, we'll do a coin toss, either that or what Justin Herbert play. I want to talk about. This yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, man, that's it. I don't know if y'all got anything else. No, uh, AMC. <laughs> oh, Lego. Yeah.